0: Welcome to the Swap It Up podcast, we are the youth speaking eco-truth.
1: Welcome back to the Swap It Up podcast, we're your hosts Grace and Peter. Today we'll be talking about the very important issue of consumerism which is closely linked to fast fashion. If you don't know much about fast fashion we strongly recommend listening to our previous episode on, on Spotify or Anchor as this is completely about fast fashion and will educate you on everything you need to know.
0: So what is consumerism? Well, consumerism can be defined as a custom which is encouraged greatly in society to buy goods and services. This basically means companies throw a load of advertising and a load of like peer pressure at you to make you buy their stuff because they want a lot of money.
1: So how does this relate to fast fashion? Well, Consumerism plays a massive role in buying clothes. You probably can relate to this, where you feel so addicted to buying clothes and that you can't stop because you see those sales 70% off, 50% off, and you just think, well, it's there, so I might as well just go and buy it. Well, this is consumerism. People are buying more clothes and it's probably not even needed. They probably won't even wear the clothes because of the high speed of fast fashion. They shop more frequently as new clothes come in, so old clothes are discarded. The issue with this is that the old clothes are usually in amazing conditions and have probably never even been worn. Consumerism also has a massive impact on the environment. In our last episode, we talked about some of the impacts fast fashion has on the environment, and these include water wastage, emissions and landfill.
0: The fashion industry is now responsible for 8% of carbon emissions, which is just being amplified by consumers buying more and more with this extreme supply and demand that supplies a lot and demands a lot (laughs) so companies have this plan to make sure that you'll always be buying more and it's called planned obsolescence which is where they design the the brand the product to eventually stop working so you have to buy more so a great example of this are phones a lot of brands especially rather big ones, which we will not name because we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't be great. (laughs) They might just make it so then the phones die out or a part of it, like the battery starts rapidly decreasing and you're like, okay, my phone's lasting like five minutes from 100%. Guess I got to get a new one. And conveniently at that point, oh, look, this thousand pound phone has just come out you buy it and that they plan this (laughs) and they've worked on this for ages to make it. So you will always be buying more and you've got to be very aware of, is this a good product? Will this last just because it's good at this point? Will it be good in a year or two? Because I'm happy to pay this amount now, but if I'm paying this amount every single year, it's a bit more you kind of want your product to last but they don't because they just want money
1: exactly this planned obsolescence can also be seen in the fashion industry you might buy a pair of jeans for something really cheap like eight pounds or even sometimes five pounds but the worst part about this is that they're designed to die in a few months the company that you bought it from want you to go and buy another new pair of jeans so this planned obsolescence is not only in phones and tech; it can also be seen in the fashion industry. So be really aware of why your jeans or whatever you're buying is so cheap, because there's a reason why the companies have put it at that price, along with obviously um, obvious factors such as child labour and really poor working conditions for those who have made the product in other countries.
0: Yeah, and it's not cheaper in the long run because you're paying thirty, quid, so you're paying thirty quid for these jeans. And you're like, wow, 30 quid. At least it's not these really expensive 90 quid ones. And then the 90 quid ones last five years. The 30 quid ones last six months. You're paying a lot more at the end with the 30 quid ones. It makes sense. In some cases, it makes sense to get the more expensive stuff because otherwise you're just paying more, even if it doesn't feel like it. So... Another thing we wanted to talk about in this episode, as you can see from the title, is greenwashing. So greenwashing is this thing which a lot of fast fashion brands do, where they provide misleading information about their products to make it seem like they are protecting the environment. So it'll be like this brand, green, and then realistically when you look at their things, it's just oil and petrol and stuff. But... They've got a nice little green logo. They've got some leaves in the background. It's all good. So they try to create this illusion where it seems like they're doing a load of amazing work. And they're really going for this cause. And they're really helping us. But then they're not doing anything. They've just done a green thing. And it's very performative. It's it's useless. But they make money. So they're not complaining and it's a lot cheaper for them, but it's it's not doing what you think it is. So the reason why greenwashing is happening is because there aren't many laws that check how green this product actually is. Like they've put the word green on it. They've got a nice label, but there's no, there's no way to know how green it is unless you do a lot of research. And the, gu- the law, the- and the law doesn't really help us with that.
1: So you may be wondering, how can we identify greenwashing and not fall into the trap of believing it? Well, greenwashing is actually pretty much everywhere in all the shops. So they use fluffy language, so words or terms that would that have no clear meaning, such as eco-friendly. This comes up everywhere in shops. You'll see signs in shops which say, this item was produced and was kind to the environment. Well, is there any evidence to show this? No, there isn't. So that this is an example of greenwashing. Also, the color green is used a lot. They'll make the tag of the product green and they'll say, oh, this is eco-friendly. But just because this color is green and is associated with being eco-friendly does not necessarily mean it's been produced ethically or environmentally friendly there's also jargon so information that only scientists can ex- understand so if you don't understand many terms in there then it's probably not legit most importantly check for proof there's probably no evidence so what you're seeing is probably just a statement on a tag or a label and there's nothing to back it up examples of this can be where it says we used a hundred percent ethically sourced cotton, but they haven't really shown where this is coming from or how they produced it. So that's also something that's probably greenwashing. Another example is when they say emissions were lowered, but in fact emissions were probably raised. So be really aware when they use statements like this and there's no evidence to back it up because this is most probably an example of greenwashing.
0: So another thing that's really important to think about is There's no real point going out and deliberately buying eco-friendly items even if they're genuinely eco-friendly because it's still producing something, even if it's not producing as much as this thing you already have. You already have the thing. It's there. It's not producing any more emissions at this moment. So it might make more sense to just reuse the thing you have already until you can't use it anymore. And then you can get the eco-friendly thing. So a great example of this is jam jars or those plastic tubs that you often get with like takeaway things. They're really good because you can reuse them as almost continuously forever. And there's no real point paying 30 quid for a reusable container when you already had a takeaway and you've got those in your cupboard. It's a lot easier. It's a lot cheaper and actually better for the environment just to reuse it. Also, other good solutions for general consumerism, like getting out of it. Clothes swaps. We do swap shops. We don't right now because of the pandemic. But we will be doing them soon, hopefully. yeah. Hopefully they'll be starting up again. There's also Oxfam. We love Oxfam. They're ethical. Secondhand, you could find some cool stuff there and also give your stuff there. And the stuff that we've mentioned in the last episode, which we'd recommend you watch.
1: Yeah, with Oxfam, there are also other charity shops that we really recommend um, going to and having a look because I know personally that a lot of my friends get their clothes from charity shops and you wouldn't really expect that. And their clothes are really cool as well. So definitely go and check out charity shops. There's also the website Good On You, which checks the brand's ethics and they offer guides to sustainable fashion. So do check it out if you're asked for what to do. There's also Bazaar, an app where you can buy eco-friendly items from the marketplace of micro sellers. This does not contribute to the profits that fast fashion companies make, and you're helping small businesses thrive. So it's helping everyone in the long run. Or you could go and check out the Swap It Up Instagram page. ...from our team creators who have compiled posts and videos on how to upcycle your old clothes.
0: Another thing that's really cool is capsule wardrobes. We, I think we mentioned them in the last episode, but I really recommend them. Just getting some clothes that you really like. They work for most seasons or just one for each season, and you just keep them and interchange the outfits and it's cool and most of the time they're quite good and they'll last a while it's a great thing
1: another great benefit about capsule wardrobes is that you don't have as many clothes to wash so you don't have to hang up as many clothes after wash and you don't have to iron them this saves you so much time and money in the long run so we definitely recommend trying out a capsule wardrobe so we've come to the end of our episode now about consumerism and greenwashing would like to leave a final message with you. So think about how often you shop. Is it once, twice, or even every day? Although I don't think so. Or is it when the sales are on, when there's a 50% discount or even a 70% discount? And when you shop, think to yourself, are you shopping because you actually need something or because your friends are shopping and you just want to see what's out there and buy something because you feel like it? We understand that shopping is extremely addictive, but, you must think about what happens in the long term. The impacts ethically and environmentally are too great. So just be really mindful when you shop.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Swap It Up podcast. We, ha- we have Instagram if you want to follow us. We have Twitter if you want to follow us. We have TikTok if you want to follow us. We have TikTok. I think that's it. I think we might have a LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a LinkedIn and blogs. We have a website, read our blogs. <laughs> we have a playlist on Spotify if you want to add some add songs to it. it. We would like to thank the people who helped us with this. Neha is the producer. Millicent is the editor. Imogen and Zakia are the executive
1: producers. And we hosts. Are... Thank you for listening. See you next time.